Good morning. Greetings in Jesus' name this morning. It's good to be in the house of God. Welcome to the visitors. Good you could be here with us. And hope that we can worship God, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is worthy of our praise. <clears throat> he is alive. Our God is alive and he's, He inhabits the praises of His people like was said before, like... Uh, God is here, and that is a blessing. If we praise Him in truth and in spirit, His presence is with us. And uh, we can commune with Him like no other religion can commune with their so-called God. We can have a relationship with ours. And that makes it special that we can have a living and alive relationship with our God and our Savior. Why don't we pray before... I go on to share what God has laid on my heart. <clears throat> Lord, we come to you this morning. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father, that you are our Heavenly Father and that we can trust you. Thank you, God, that Jesus is no longer in the grave, but he is risen, seated on the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would help us yield our bodies to you as a living sacrifice for you to use us in this world of ours or in this world, Lord, that our testimony could go forth that we love Jesus and that uh, people could see that Jesus is alive through our testimony, that we could be the salt of the earth that you want us to be, Lord. Pray, Father, you'd be here. Thank you for your presence. Pray, Lord, you continue to speak and, and uh, give me the words to say in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning, I... Uh, don't feel like I have a whole lot, but what I do have, I feel was uh, very well, our foundation was laid very well by what Brother Dowen preached about uh, children and being like children, humility and uh, honesty. I could have almost just said, might as well stop a little bit like Dad did, and we could take that home because that... He didn't quite read my notes word for word, but it felt like it got pretty close sometimes. I have a few different verses that I would look, like to look at in a lot of those same lines. And also, the chapter that Joshua read this morning about being pure in heart, the Sermon on the Mount there, is, uh, is something that I wanted to look at a little bit too. So I feel that, that uh, maybe God is speaking in this one direction, but... What I'd like to, to uh, talk about this morning is something that God spoke to me a couple weeks ago. I came across this verse in Isaiah, and uh, it just jumped out, one of those verses that jumped out at me and grabbed my attention. But before I'd like to read that verse, I'd like to go to Psalms 51. <clears throat> I think I'd like to read the whole chapter. <clears throat> Psalms 51, beginning in verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquities, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight. 
that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sin and blot out mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guilt. O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else I would give it. Would I give it? Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, and a broken, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build up, build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. Verse 17 is uh, a verse that I'd like to focus a little bit on and then also go to Isaiah. The sacrifice of God, sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Now for another verse, let's go to Isaiah 66, beginning in verse 1. Verse 1 and 2. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things has my hand made, and all those things have been, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. Some of the reason, or don't you wonder, or haven't you ever wondered, or maybe I could say I've wondered already, how this world has become so immoral, in, uh, dangerous, um, selfish, um, just it seems like the society is going downhill. Why is that? And I think it a lot comes to this very verse that we, or as a society, or people, do not tremble at God's Word. They have a better way. We can figure it out. We can see so much better than God. There, and it has even come to the point where a lot of people say there is no God. People have lifted themselves up and have made their own thoughts and own ideas and own opinions more important than God's Word. I don't know a lot about space and 
science and all that kind of stuff, but I do, I have seen, I have read and have uh, seen pictures of some of the uh, pictures that have been taken by satellites, and you look at these planets, and they, they take you way out, and they, you see in, in space, the world, this earth, this universe, looks like a mighty small speck of dust, a grain of sand. I mean, com in comparison, it is minutely small. And on that small speck of dust, there's lots of specks of dust, which are us. And sometimes I kind of think in, in pictures. But here, the Lord says, the heaven is my throne, and the world, that's just where I put my feet. That's where my feet go. And uh, what is this house that you're wanting to build? It says... Where is this house that you're wanting to build? I've made everything. This little speck of dust is just where I put my feet. For all those things my hand hath made, handmade, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But this is what catches God's attention. This is what he is looking for. This is where he's going to pour attention to is someone that is poor in spirit. No, somebody that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at his word. Not the, house, not the house that's being built. Not our own thoughts or how big we think we are. But this is what catches God's attention. And if we want to... If we wanna, be in the center of God's will, and we want to commune with God, this is what we have to be like. Just like was read in the, in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, I, without turning there, I think uh, I better turn there, I'll quote the wrong verse. I'm looking for the verse that says, they shall see God. Blessed, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If we want to see God, and we want to be seen by God, and we want to, to catch God's attention, we've got to be pure in spirit, in heart, for they shall see God. The merciful, they shall obtain mercy. And all these different things that God laid out here, that would fall under a pure or a poor and a contrite spirit and trembleth at his word. And I think for us as men especially, we like to, you know, make plans and, uh, and build things and, and, you know, could say try to be maybe important. A little bit like what Delvin was even preaching about this morning. But this verse really jumped out at me here a couple weeks ago when I came across it. This is what catches God's attention. Somebody that does what God says. And how do I tremble at God's word? When I read over God's word, is it something, is it an option? Is it something that can, can be just done? Or is it something that I tremble at and do? Take, for instance, Noah. 
If you think of the example of Noah, when God gave him, I don't know exactly how it all was, but when God might have given him the plans for the ark, do you think he thought, oh, this seems a little bit overbuilt, or this doesn't quite seem necessary, or do you think he went by every single detail that was laid out to him, never having seen such a big structure, never having seen even a flood? I mean, do you th- can you imagine how ridiculous that would have seemed to build this, and probably would have seemed way too big? But he trembled at God's word, and it was the salvation of his family and us, basically. You know, if he wouldn't have done it, we probably wouldn't be here. On the flip side, think of Balaam. And how many times do you think we can put ourselves in those shoes? He had, when, God, when he was wanting to go with that king to curse the, the children of Israel, that was he saw that big those big rewards and that was in his mind. And without going to the story, I might get it a little bit wrong, but basically, when the angel told Balaam, "Okay, if they come to you in the morning, then you can go with them." Well, basically, all he heard is, "I can go with them." And he forgot that God said, "If they come to you." Well, they ended up leaving, and he ran after him and saying, "Hey, I can go with you. I can go with you." And he did not tremble at God's word and caused him all kinds of, you know, destruction. And, and God finally came to him through the voice of a donkey. He had to speak to him and catch his attention. Do I find myself in those shoes sometimes when I feel like, ah, here's something that I can do, but yet I'm not trembling at the word of God, the commandments of God. I see it in my own point of view, and it works out. The attitudes of a person that trembles at God's word. What are some of the attitudes? In my heart, do I have a longing to hear what God is commanding me to do? Is it possible for me to come to the end of my life, to stand before God and say, I have done all that you have commanded me to do in the scriptures? Not the ones necessarily in the Old Testament that he commanded, you know, to, to, uh, to sacrifice lambs and, you know, all those. But the ones that he is commanding me to do, can I stand before him and say, I have done all the commandments that you have commanded me to do? Or am I too busy? That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a challenge to know the scriptures. To make them part of my life. To understand them. To read the Bible. To know what God's commandments are. Because in, these, in the Bible, in the New Testament, God has given us the way to salvation by those commandments. And we can, He expects those to be done. Loving our brother as ourselves. Laying down our life for each other. Um, witnessing to our neighbors. Being the salt on the earth that he wants us to be. Um, turning the other cheek when we feel we've been uh, taken advantage of or misrepresented or whatever. Um, humility, a contrite, a poor and a contrite spirit. Or am I way too busy reading the newspaper or talking to my, you know, just cumbered about with all these things that I don't have time to find out what the commandments of God really are. 
Can I, come my, can I come to the end of my life saying, I have claimed all the promises that God has given to me in this word, that he will never leave us nor forsake us, and what time I am afraid I will trust in him, and uh, lean not on my own understanding, but on God has given his, his understanding, and we can trust those, those promises that he has given us. His ways are much higher than my ways. Is that possible? Do I apply myself? Do I tremble enough at his word that I am going to put forth energy to find out what the commandments of God are so that I can do them? Or am I too busy with my thing? A longing to hear it. How is my longing doing for the commandments of God? Do I value the scriptures? Is it something that I value? These are challenges that have that jumped out at me when I read this. Do I really tremble at God's word when he says, Thou shalt not, or thou shalt, or, or that uh, the things that speak to me in my, in my devotions? When God speaks to me, do I only hear them and not do them? Do I ask for his direction daily? Do I truly tremble at his word? And just like was brought out this morning, do I feel my dependence on the word of God and not in myself? I think if we truly feel the dependence that we need and that we are not sufficient in ourselves, we will so much more get a trembling of his word that this is what I need. This is how I need to live my life. I've, this is the living water. There is no other way that we can make it. This is the living water. A desire to believe it. <clears throat> One, a person that trembles at the word of God and is of a contrite spirit, has a desire to believe the word of God. It put, he puts his whole trust in life on something that can be dependent, depended on. Something that you believe will save us, will save me. And that is the truth. By reminding him of promises that we've read in the word, we are able to pray with confidence. We are able to pray with confidence. We can, we can confide in the word of God and know that it is the truth. And expecting to hear when we pray. Expecting an answer. Expecting that this word that is alive will guide us. But I need to tremble at it. I need to do it. I need to obey it. I need to, to feed from it. I'd like to turn to a verse in 1 John 5. 1 John 5, verse 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that, we hear, if we know that He hears us, 
Whosoever we ask, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of Him. Confidence that if we ask according to His will, He heareth us. The confidence we can have in this living word, and it's not just an option, it is the only way to Christ and that we can stay on the straight and narrow path. An intent, and in, number two, an intention to do what God has spoken to my heart. The commandments. Trembling at God's word involves more than just reading it and desiring it. The Lord expects us to apply it to our life, to obey it. This is our daily spiritual nourishment. And without it, we will grow weak morally, spiritually, and emotionally, and sometimes even physically. But when we read and obey His commandments and principles, we are strengthened in our walk with Christ. The Lord blesses us by offering His thoughts and His word so we can know what He expects of us. If we tremble at the word of God and we realize that this is a commandment by God Himself, we will be strengthened spiritually, emotionally, and we will be able to, sometimes even physically, we feel a lot more upbeat when we, when we feel God's blessing on our life, when we feel God's smile on our life, when we feel that everything is clear between us and God. That is what comes by trembling at His Word, doing what He says, having God in the midst of us, between me and our brother, between me and my wife, God is in the midst of us. Where two or three are gathered together, there he is in the midst. And if we dwell together in, uh, in a way, or if we tremble at the word of God, and we think when we speak to each other that God is in the midst, and we speak through Christ to each other, because of what he has said in his word, and because what he says is ultimate. You know how much blessing there is in that? And how much unity there can be in that. And how much um, spiritual edification is in that. When somebody becomes... You know, we, there's the, the Bible verse that talks about our heart being deceitfully wicked above all other. That, I think, has effect on us when we begin to not tremble at the Word of God, but on our own opinions and our own ideas and our own thoughts. <clears throat> If we don't tremble at the word of God. The word of God gives us peace. I believe that peace is probably one of the most desired things. That can be found. And that is being looked for. Peace is something that every human being wants. To be able to be at peace with each other. And with himself. But the true peace. The peace that passes all understanding is only found in those that take the word of God and believe it and tremble at it. Psalms 119. I'd like to look at a verse there. Verse Psalms 119, 165, verse 165 says, Great peace have they which love thy law, 
and nothing shall offend them. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Is that true? Is that something we can trust in? If we want peace, we, want to, we need to love the law of God, and nothing shall offend them. Can I say that I have never been offended? Can I say that I always have peace? There's a promise here. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall, I, shall offend them. What a promise we can have. Nothing shall offend them if we tremble at the law of God. And I believe David did. All throughout the Psalms, I believe that there's an outcry from his heart to know the will of God and to do it. He went, he went when God told him not to do something, even sometimes when it seemed out of the ordinary, he didn't do it. And God said, that is a man after his own heart. I'd like to turn to John 14, verse 27. <clears throat> John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. The peace that passes all understanding. And I believe God honors his commitment. If he says that he is going to give us peace to those that love the law of God, we will experience that. We will have the peace that won't pass away. We will have the, uh, the, the witness in our heart that, uh, that strengthens us if we tremble at the word of God. Do I tremble at the word of God? Do I... Desire to believe it. And can I say that I am doing all the commandments that God is asking me to do? God is still on the throne and his word still stands and his promises are still true. And he will do his part in the commandments that he has given us. He gives us that peace that passes all understanding if we love the Lord, if we love the law of God. And we tremble at his word. <clears throat> God's word stands forever. In Isaiah 40, I'd like to look at a verse 2. It talks about God's word standing forever. Isaiah 40, verse 8. Verse 7 and 8. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. God's word is a foundation that we can <clears throat> build our life on if we are wise, and the winds and turmoil of this life cannot shake it. If we tremble at the Word of God, and we, we take it to heart. Benefits of God's Word, and trembling at it, and reading it. If we, when we humble ourselves before the world, acknowledge that it is given to us by the living God, we will receive the blessings of salvation. We tremble at the word of God. We are pure in heart. 
John 3.16 is very clear that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is a promise that we can have, praise the Lord. We can have salvation for those that tremble at the word of God and do his commandments. I want to quickly turn to uh, Romans 8. No, Romans 10. There's a verse here that says, Romans 10, verse 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. God said it, we believe it, that settles it. We can be saved because God says that if we confess with our mouth, we believe on the Lord, that his word is truth, we shall be saved. Praise the Lord for that. <clears throat> The scriptures guides our steps. <clears throat> this is something that <clears throat> I believe we need in our day. In Psalms 119 verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. If we heed the instructions of God, we will not be in the dark. And if we take the word of God as our manual for our life, and not our own opinions, we will not walk in the dark. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. That's a promise given by God. But first of all, we have to believe that God's word is and that it needs to be followed. And, uh, and that when we are in the presence of God, if we do that, God will look upon us and God will pour his spirit into our life. Like it says there in Isaiah, he, he kind of gives a question. What is this house that you're trying to build? I've built it. I don't need it. But when he says, this, to this man why look, a poor and a contrite spirit, and that trembleth at what I say at my word. If we keep our eyes on the word, we will not sink. But when we look to our own opinions, we begin to sink. <clears throat> God's word directs us to wisdom. He gives us wisdom. The Bible says that if we need wisdom, he giveth it to, giveth, giveth it to us, and it braideth not. And I believe all of us in our Christian life need wisdom to know how to uh, respond to situations and how to lead our families and how to, to uh, live our lives so that God can get all the glory from it. And I believe if we ask God for wisdom in those areas, He will very clearly give it to us. He says He won't upbraid, but He giveth it to us liberally. And uh, <clears throat> if you think of God's wisdom and giving it to us, it's not out of His it's not out of, you know, just as much as we need, but it's out of His abundance He gives it to us. It's out of His storehouse He gives to us. And it's not just what we need, but I feel like He gives us sometimes more than we need. And, but we need, we need to be at that poor and contrite spirit so he can, he can pour that out into our lives, what I feel God was asking. Speaking to me is, am I in a position to take that? Or do I have enough of my own opinions and desires that he can't fill me with his wisdom to full and running over. <clears throat> that is the only way I can distinguish right from wrong is by the wisdom through the wisdom of God. 
The word of God brings joy. Psalms 119, I'd like to look at a verse there again. Verse 101, no, verse uh, 111. Thy testimony have I taken as an as a heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. He gives us joy unspeakable and full of glory. Thy testimony, the word of God, can be our joy. It is our heritage forever, the rejoicing of my heart. And I believe even though in unjoyous times, in tough circumstances, if we tremble at the word of God and we are walking in light, there is a joy that fills us to full and overflowing that cannot be taken away by anybody except our own selves. There's a peace that passes all understanding that cannot be taken away from anybody else, by anybody else except ourselves. And that is when we begin to step out of humility and that, that dependent attitude that we have, that we see, that we need from God and we tremble at His Word and we, we take the commandments that are given to us all throughout the scriptures and applying them to our life, and we begin to plan our own life and to begin to trot our own course, that is always when the peace, and that is, I believe, why so many people in this world are not joyful or don't have peace is because they're trying to do it on their own, and their hearts are deceitfully wicked above all else, and it leads us straight to the path of, of just despair. But when we see that God's word is Trump, and that is what we need, and we tremble at it, not as an option, but as a commandment. The joy and the peace that comes into our life are what the promises are that God, God gives to us. In response to that verse, I guess the questions that came to my mind or how important is God to me? How important is God's word to me? Is it something that I cherish? Is it something that I tremble at? Is it something that I see as important? The things that are important to my life, we will put energy into. We will, we will make time for. How important is God's word? Is it, are the commandments that God is speaking to me, are they important? Or do I put them on the back burner for some time when I have time? How do I practice the things that God speaks to me? Is it something that can only be felt, or is it something that has an effect on my life that I can say, God has changed me in this area, and uh, I am willing to do whatever it costs to tremble at the Word of God? Is it my priority? Do I see the Scriptures as spiritual nourishment, or is it something that I just feel that I just go to when I need encouragement? Is it, are the scriptures something that I feel that I need to grow spiritually? Or is it something that I just turn to when I feel like I need encouragement or when I'm discouraged? Do I see the scriptures 
as the way, the truth, and the life. And that that is the only way that we can come to God. Am I filling myself with so-called junk food? Or, you know, do I find myself filling myself, filling my thoughts, my life with, with other things that rob my joy and my peace and my appetite for God's Word? Do I see that God's Word is the only way that I can make it? Do I tremble at it? Do I feel like I have an appetite, like I said a little bit before, an appetite for God's Word, or do I feel like I'm pretty much full and don't need, you know, don't need the Word of God? The Word of God, the, the, uh, the living Word of God, has the ability to, I don't think we'll ever come to the point where we feel that now I've gotten it all. I've read from page to front, cover to cover, and I feel like I've, I've attained. That's not, how the Spirit of, that's not how the Word of God is, but neither does it necessarily give you an unaccomplishable or unaccomplishing um, feeling. That is the difference between this book and other books, any other books. Do I feel... I mean, it causes me to press in. There's a song that was, that's written, I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day. We may never come to the point where we say, okay, I've accomplished it, I've got to the top of the ladder. But am I doing what God is asking me to do, rung by rung, or day by day? And the joy and the peace that comes from that is something that the world cannot give, but the world is looking for. And... Uh, how much of the world's dissatisfaction am I going to allow to have place in my own life? How much of the world's trends am I going to allow in my own life when I see that the joy, the true joy and the true peace comes from trembling at God's word and uh, no matter what the cost may be, no matter what my reputation may be, no matter how many times I have to ask, God is faithful and just to keep his commandments. If we ask for wisdom, he gives it to us. If we ask for joy, he gives it to us. And I guess what just really was impressed upon my heart is, do I feel that I can say that God is paying attention to my life? I think we should be able to feel that. I think we should be able to say that, that God is looking upon my life. And it comes from trembling in his word and being having a contrite heart which was so well brought out in even the opening, in humility, like children. That is who God looks to. And uh, I want to be at that, in that place because there is no greater joy, there is no greater peace that anything can give than the face of God on our life, on my life. And uh, that, that's what God is... That the other here a couple weeks ago, I came across that verse and it just jumped out at me. Those, especially the last couple words. Do I tremble at the word of God? Do I feel like I have an appetite for them? Is it something that I'm living by, and not just living with the commandments of God? If I just live with them and I don't live by them, there's a difference. And uh, I need I, I confess I feel like I need more to. Uh, to tremble at the word of God when God speaks to me 
It is so. And that is how I believe David was a man after God's own heart is because he trembled at the word of God. And he did what God asked him to do. And that is, that is my heart. That is my desire. And I believe if we do that, if we all tremble at the word of God and we apply it to our hearts, God is in the midst of us between husband and wife, children and parents, and church brothers. And when we think of God being in the midst of us, when we speak to somebody else, when we speak to our children, when we speak to our wife, when we speak to our brother, think of the words going through Christ to that other person. That would cut out a lot of criticism and, and uh, hurtful words. So I think that's all I have. Maybe we could pray yet before in closing here and just pray God's blessing upon the few words that I had. <clears throat> Dear Lord, we come to you again. Thank you, God, that your word is alive. Thank you that it is something that we can trust and we can, we can uh, trust our life in. We know that if we tremble at the word of God, there is no failing in us, Lord, and that we can, we can be pure even as you are pure and holy even as you are holy. Help us, Lord, to follow the word of God and do what you speak to us, that we would have a thirst, a hunger and a thirst that only you can satisfy. Lord, I pray that, that uh, we would hunger and thirst after righteousness, Father, that we can be the Christians that you want us to be. Help us, Lord, to, to apply the things that you've spoken to us, to our hearts, God, and that we could be in the center of your will because we know that you have a will for us that it could be accomplished on this earth as it is in heaven, God, so we can come to the end of our life saying that we have, we have uh, obeyed the commandments that you are asking us to do and that we, we won't say that there's a few that we missed because we were too busy or maybe we didn't have the appetite for the word of God. Lord, help us to realize it is our lifeline and we need to, we need to tremble at it. We need to, to uh, see our need of it. Thank you, God, for your spirit. Lord, I pray that you would... Continue to lead and guide and direct us. In Jesus' name, amen.